You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Natalia Weinstein and John Miller make up the award-winning songwriting duo of Zoe and Cloyd. The pair originate from the opposite ends of the Appalachian Mountains. They met in 2004 in the Asheville music scene, where they began to collaborate on their brand of new Appalachian music. John, a first place winner at the Chris Austin Songwriting Contest, joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast. Hey there. How you doing? Good, good. Glad we could work this out and, and get together. And uh, John is uh, one half of Zoe and, is it Cloud? Do I have that right? <laughs> Zoe and Cloyd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> John is one half of Zoe and Cloyd. Um, so we'll get that pronunciation right. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, Natalia, right? Yes, yes. We, the whole the whole idea with this the name, <laughs> the strange name of this project, it's our middle name. Right. Yeah. I noticed that uh, when I was Natalia reading the press. Zoe, notes, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Um, and and you guys uh, uh, and, and maybe uh, still are if I'm I'm not reading this correctly, but were part of a um, uh, a trio group uh, originally uh, called Red June. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Over the years, we've had a couple of different projects. Uh, most recently, Red June. Yeah, we had that um, that band with uh, a guy named Will Strawn. Um, that was uh, something we did. Um, yeah, for about six years, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah. so th- this is uh, um, what you guys have got going on right now—a a side project, or is this this your full thing uh, musically that you're committed to at the moment? This is the full thing we're committed to um, currently. The yeah, Red June went on kind of indefinite hiatus um, okay. around the end of 2014. Um, uh, Natalia and I are married, and we um, had a had our daughter um, in early 2015. So um, yeah, in 2014, you know, we found out we were going to have a baby, and Will had already been thinking about kind of getting out of the music business. He had been doing music for a long time, and he had been working, he um, had been working with this um, non-profit that does substance abuse prevention in schools internationally, so mm-hmm. he got a job with them full-time and has uh, subsequently been doing that, um, you know, traveling all over the world and being really busy. So he was, um, that's, where, that's the direction that he went, and we were still wanting to do music, and uh, we put out our, it's actually funny, we put out our first Zoe Floyd album basically the same week that we had our daughter. Oh, wow, crazy. okay. But it was sort of a, you know, an idea of just like our first record was sort of full time, you know, very root sort of recording. It was all just no more than two instruments and two voices on each track. You know, and it was basically like strip everything away, start at the base, our roots, uh-huh. um, and then sort of build the project up from there. And uh, so in 2017, we put out another record um, called Eyes Brand New. Um, and it was a little bit more of a full band kind of thing, um, a little bit more along the lines of maybe what a Red June record 
would sound like with a little bit more old time and bluegrass influence. Okay. Um, and then um, we have another one coming out uh, on organic um, in uh, September. How did the two of you meet, get together originally? We met in Asheville. We both live uh, live here. Um, and um, we met, I don't know, I moved back to Asheville. I'm originally from Hickory, North Carolina. Okay. Moved, I uh, was living out west for several years after college, and I moved back to the area in 2004, and I'll tell you this as well. Um, and I met her, I guess, 2005, yeah, that was 2005. And uh, just through the music, you know, just through kind of, you know, yeah, picking parties and right. gaming and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, I read where she uh, originally from uh, the Massachusetts area and um, uh, roots in jazz and klezmer and, and your roots are more uh, Appalachian Mountains and bluegrass. How, how do you... How do you bring those two influences together and uh, create uh, what you guys are calling new Appalachian music? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, and that's sort of at the heart of our whole thing. Um, you know, to tell you, it's from Western Massachusetts, uh, around Leverett, Amherst, um, and I, like I said, up in Tickery, North Carolina. That's, you know, sort of two opposite ends of, you know, the Appalachian Mountains, and we... <clears throat> Our hometowns are about 800 miles apart. Right. So, you know, there's there's a myriad of influences in between, of course. But, uh, yeah, she comes from um, a background that includes, like, her dad is a, her mom plays Baroque violin, and her okay. dad is a, is a really wonderful jazz piano player. Um, and her, um, her grandfather was originally from Russia um, and uh, immigrated into the U.S. in 1923, actually yesterday, July 9th, 1923. Um, and uh, he was a professional klezmer musician his whole life. Okay. Uh, uh, Jew- Jewish folk music, right. you know, wedding music, and that sort of thing. Um, so, so, yeah, she's got that kind of background. <clears throat> and um, I come from, uh, you know, more of like what you would consider sort of a southern church uh, hymns and things and was in some some choruses and stuff like that um, my grandfather's a a fiddle player who played with Bill Monroe uh, and Plant uh, Kim Shoemate oh um, cool he, um, yeah he was playing with Bill Monroe in mid 45 and actually got Earl Scruggs his job with Bill Monroe so he sort of has that you know that little piece of history in bluegrass music yeah. and brought all those guys together and yeah. he was he was playing Scruggs' first fiddle player when they broke up and started their own band. So, wow, you know, cool. he was always playing playing bluegrass stuff when I was growing up. And I didn't really play much at all when I was younger. But you know, the music was around, and I knew, I knew it pretty well when I started playing it. I, it was fairly easy to hop right in, aside from the technical aspect of being able to play all the instruments virtually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it was um, it was always something that I. I understood, you know. Um, so, did you have yeah, any idea so of really the? Kind of did, did you have any idea of the the history and significance of um, what your granddad was involved in, and and how deep that was uh, embedded in the culture, especially in the South? 
Yeah, I mean, I knew that, you know, his he had learned, you know, fiddle from his older brother, Mac, who I knew a, a little bit before he passed away. He was quite, he was about 10 years older. Um, and, um, you know, I knew that they had learned from their uncle, Irby, who I don't know much about. Um, these guys were old-time fiddlers, and I knew yeah. that, you know, Grandpa's sister played, played banjo and that sort of thing. I didn't really make the connection, though, until, you know, maybe I was in, you know, sort of a college age or something like that, where I was maybe listening to something like Olden in the Way, <clears throat> which so many people, you know, of my generation do, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, listen to something like that. And I remember asking Grandpa, like, oh, do you play Jake in the Pen, like Jerry <laughs> Garcia's playing on here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know that song really well. And I'm like, oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, you know. Pastor Cummins is playing on this record. He's like, oh, yeah, Pastor's a good friend of mine. You know, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, yeah. He kind of makes the connection of, like, you know, his history and kind of who he was in the music and, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's how I kind of yeah. made the connection. Yeah. When did, um, when did songwriting um, emerge for you as part of this? Um, well, you know, again, I think it was sort of, I've, I had always been a music fan. I would say probably a, a bigger music fan than either one of my parents. Um, and I'm an only child, so I was always kind of, you know, living in my own world a little bit like only children do. Sometimes. Right, yeah. But I, um, I, um, uh, was always listening to music and, and doing that. And, <clears throat> I don't know, I started writing, writing poetry early on. Um, I was like the myself through words and you know grandpa is a songwriter as well and i think if you're a music fan and and then you if songwriting is around you um it doesn't seem like a a weird thing i guess i don't know i mean i just kind of organically got into it um probably a little probably sometime after college i mean i remember writing some little songs and things like that but i, I think i got more into writing songs um Probably when I lived in Utah after college, mm -hmm. I was living out there and I was getting more into bluegrass because it was a way to sort of stay connected with the, the Southeast, you know, culturally. Um, and I was playing music with some people from, from down there. So it was, uh, you know, you start writing nostalgic songs at home, which is a lot of, you know, bluegrass songwriters. I mean, that's what they did, you know, back in the day. You know, sure, they would have to yeah. leave the family farm and go to work in, you know, Dayton, Ohio or somewhere in, you know, in Indiana. And then they would write songs about, oh, the nostalgic for the for the farm or the cabin or whatever. Right. Sure. You know, so I feel like that was a very organic process for me. I sort of did that in my own way. Um, so that's where it started. And and uh, won the Chris Austin songwriting contest, right? I did, yeah. I, uh, I entered that back in, uh, I guess it was 2013. Yeah. But I haven't really entered many contests and things like that. But Fest is you know, uh, one that we uh, uh, festival we've played several times, and it's uh, always been really dear to our heart. It's, uh, it's yeah. a, you know, obviously a major local event. Sure, and, um, great festival. My grandfather played it the first one. You know, oh, cool! So one that I was always yeah. You know, um, I so I felt really you know I was like oh, I'll enter this contest, and I, I felt really honored that I uh, that I won that because there's so many incredible songwriters that enter that every year. Yeah, so. yeah. Did, did I read where Natalia has also uh, won some songwriting awards as well? 
You know, she doesn't really, she hasn't really won songwriting awards, but she's a really great songwriter. She's won fiddle contest awards. Okay. Um, some up north, some down south. Um, so she's, you know, I think sometimes people are in certain places in life when they're a little bit more interested in, you know, the competition aspect of things. And um, But, uh, yeah, she's definitely in a, an award-winning player. And she's really developed over the last several years as a really great songwriter. She started didn't really start writing songs um, until, I don't know, like the mid-2000s or something. Okay. But, um, but she's, um, she knows, she's really opposite kind of musician for me in a lot of ways, even though over the years we've kind of, you know, come together on a lot of things and bridged some gaps. But she's a, she knows music theory really well. Um, she knows how to kind of about music in terms that, you know, I'm more of just kind of a feel player. I just sort of shoot from the hip with everything I do in terms of that stuff. I'm just, I play by ear. I can't read music. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. it's you know, it's really different. And, and it, I don't know, I think obviously being together and, you know, living in the same house and bouncing ideas off of each other has been a good thing for us. Um, and our styles are very complimentary, as I was saying. It was kind of, you know, you know, so that, that works well for, for this, uh, this project. When it comes to the, to writing songs together, do you guys, um, set aside time and, and, you know, we're going to do some writing today or is it a little more organic (laughs) than that? You know, no, we don't. I, you know, I've been trying to do that for years and I never (laughs) can do it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's so hard to it's hard for me to be regimented about it. Natalia is a lot more of a planner. She's really good at making schedules, keeping us on track about different things in our life. And I'm more of just like wake up in the morning and oh I'm gonna write a song today or or not. Yeah. I'm gonna go outside and That's you know, kind of a guy thing anyway, down. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was true. But it's um you know, we you know we have a four year old and she's always running around and it's but it's unless she's in childcare and school certain times of the year we have a hard time of during the school year when she's in school we have an easier time of like scheduling right like Thursday morning we're gonna work on songs or whatever but we we definitely don't do it as much as we would like or should um, but you know I mean sometimes we'll come come to a song together and it'll just be like you know sometimes. You just never know how it's going to work yeah, out. Yeah, sure. But if I'm working on some on my own, I'll bring a, a song that's pretty much finished to, to her, and she can help me tweak a couple arrangement things, or sometimes I'll come with an idea and say, oh, this is a good idea, maybe help me out with this, and it can be more collaborative. Um, but she's a, she's a wonderful uh, songwriting partner in that way. Is this a full-time gig for you guys? Yeah, pretty much. We we are also teachers. Um, we both uh, Italian teachers at a place called the Academy for the Arts in Nashville, uh-huh. downtown. She has a lot of um, uh, fiddle students. She also teaches fiddle at uh, Warren Wilson College. Okay. Uh, out, outside of town, and I teach there as well. I, yeah. I teach uh, songwriting there, harmony singing, mandolin, banjo, stuff like that. So we're busy doing a lot of that. You know, a couple days a week. Um, you know, during the school year, we're, we're, we're teaching a lot. We're, we're more or less off in the summers and do more of our touring and, you know, heavy, you know, playing in the summers and traveling and stuff. Italia still teaches during the, the school, during the summer. I don't teach quite as much, maybe once in a while, but I try to get a little bit more of my writing and stuff done in the summer. 
but you know, we just kind of done. And but yeah, we're musicians full time. I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least you get to do what you love instead of uh, help somebody else do what they love. So that's that's always the payoff. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So you've got a new record that you are working on, or is it finished and you're just waiting for the release? <laughs> um, it's pretty much done, um, and we're waiting for the release. We've been releasing some singles off of it. Um, and, um, yeah, we're, uh, people will you know, find us on Spotify and Apple Music and follow us and stream and stuff. It's... Um, yeah, we're looking forward to releasing it. It's a little bit more of a... Well, it's got bluegrass banjo on it, pretty much the whole thing. Okay. Um, we've been playing with... We've been playing with Kevin Kerberg, a wonderful bass player. He's actually the head of the music department for Wilson, but he's a, he's a busy guy, but he's really just one of the best bass players you could ever ask for, and um, we've been playing with him now for a couple of years. He played on our last record as well. Um, and we... I've recently been incorporating some uh, banjo into our music again, which has been really fun. Um, we've had uh, Bennett Sullivan playing banjo and uh, some guitar with us. He's an absolutely fabulous player. Um, he was in from Greensboro. But he was living up in New York for a while, and he recently came back. So he's been, he's been playing with us quite a bit. Okay. He also plays um, with Derenberg Aldridge. Um, oh, yeah. And um, let's see... Um, Christy Cox and some other people, so Darren Nicholson band sometimes. So yeah, yeah he's he's busy. He's out, you know, playing a lot, and he has a, a young young kid at home and a and a wife, and he works on a on a teaching platform called Tune Fox. So that's been really cool. cool. So yeah, it's it's a really great little little group we've been playing with, and um, the record is I think reflects that. But. And does it does it have a name yet? The record. Um, it's called, it's going to be called I Am Your Neighbor. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, good. And that'll be out in September. What's the tour support playing out look I like for the, you guys I, around that? Yeah, I think the, um, the release date is September 27th. Okay. It's, um, and uh, right around IBMA. Yeah, so that'll be, awesome. that'll be cool. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna, you know, I mean, we're not planning a giant tour around it. We've been, we just got back from um, from New England. We were doing sort of a, a album pre-release tour up there, um, and did and did some dates in Vermont and Massachusetts and New York. And um, yeah, we'll be we'll be playing down here in the southeast probably mostly for the next few months. Um, so we'll be we'll be down here doing some stuff. And folks can get your previous two records or if they want to listen to the red june stuff want to get in touch with you guys what's the best way to do all of that yeah the, i mean you know for the for the audience of the stream the best thing to do is to get on spotify and and you know the streaming services like that and all the red june records are on there we, made, we have three with red june and um two albums of zoe Cloyd and a few singles and then september we'll have the new record up there as well so that's probably the best way to easily get it if you're looking for um, physical copies. I think CD Baby has um, the other two Zoe and Cloyd albums and um, the Red June stuff, perhaps as well. If they're interested in the Red June record, they could always contact us directly and we can open up that. And the website is what for you guys? Uh, ZoeAndCloyd.com A-N-D in the middle? Yep. 
Yep, okay. A-N-D. So if you can spell it, you can find it. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks, John. Red June really isn't... Red Gene really isn't playing anymore. Our Red Gene website uh, directs to Zoe and Cole. Okay, as well, good. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it and wish you guys uh, the best with the record. And uh, I'm sure you're excited about that coming out. And we'll look forward to catching it as soon as it uh, hits the streets. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And um, thanks so much for, for taking the time today. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.